So what happens when you truly lose that Christmas spirit? Where was Santa during this whole debacle? The whole thing with Krampus and his many sidekicks. And is this family the absolute worst to deserve the hell that they get put through? We're going to answer those questions and more on today's episode of the Uncultured Cinematic Universe, where we discuss the Christmas horror comedy romp Krampus from 2015. Uh, as I said, we're the Uncultured Cinematic Universe, the podcast where two friends show each other movies, TV shows, music, anything we damn well please that we think the other one should hear uh, or see or experience. Uh, I am your host, Justin, and in the Uncultured Hot Seat, uh, back from his hiatus, is the effervescent Joe James Murphy. Murphy? Murphy. Murphy. It's Murphy. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Joe. Thank you. That's that's not my middle name, so you can't find me on the internet. Um I try. <laughs> I think if Santa existed in the Krampus universe, he's long been dead. Um <laughs> I think Krampus is slowly but surely taking over the world. You you don't get that you don't collect that many souls at the end of the movie without someone noticing like right. this is him waging war on an unsuspecting earth and yeah. we're all doomed we are all in for it um i had i always have so much fun with this movie but the first time i saw it it um just kind of blew me away with just how fun it is. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to expect. I wasn't even really super familiar with the Krampus mythos. So that kind of opened up the, the door <laughs> for you know, me. You want to know how I know about Krampus? How do you know about Krampus? American Dad did an episode where <laughs> they... <laughs> Krampus kidnaps Steve, the son, and they have to go in and like save him. And somehow like they kill him and he's voiced by like Danny Glover and Stan's dad becomes the new evil spirit of christmas and so there's like a, been a recurring storyline on that show since like 2012 where like stan's dad drives a bus in baltimore but is also krampus that's amazing <laughs> i didn't get too deep into america into american dad so i didn't see that and i didn't know that they do that that's really fun so they kind of santa claus tim allen yeah into the yeah. the the krampus seat. i think i think what do we think about Santa Claus in this movie? Because it almost feels like his presence is uh, needed uh, a little bit. Like what 
Yeah, right. You, you almost want Santa Claus to either um, show up and fight Krampus at the very end, or to have him be like looking down at the family from another rooftop and be like, "I, I warned you." <laughs> yeah, like this is what you this get. is what you get. You're, you're yeah. doomed to eternal damnation. Like, <laughs> is Santa Claus truly like? omnipotent is he like god in that way that he because he knows when you're sleeping he knows mm -hmm. when you're awake and he knows where you fall on the morality scale <laughs> i think we can assume though that krampus also knows those things so they're working with the same information like so like do you think they just like work out of the same locations and at the end of the year they kind of just split up lists like this one's getting presents this one's going to burn eternally <laughs> And then they like high five and they're like, we'll see you tomorrow. It's another day at the office. This, this, I think all Christmas movies like this just fail to answer the question of like, okay, if Santa exists on a good year, where are all these presents coming from? Um, is there like some sort of magic involved to have the parents just not be aware mm -hmm. that uh, these presents are appearing out of nowhere? Um, and I was thinking that type of thought for about five minutes yeah. in this movie before i realized like i can't be asking these sort of questions this is this is not, the, is movie not the movie for that so i i very quickly just kind of uh laid back and enjoyed That's, the ride this, here this is the kind of movie to do that um it uh uh obviously uh was directed by michael doherty who did trick-or-treat so you get kind of the same vibes. Just in connection. Right? Absolutely. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, uh, so, you know, obviously he has an affinity for dark, uh, dark mm -hmm. imagery and then just like happens to have fallen into a trope of holiday movies. Um, there's kind there... of like cool independent movies that are always like takes on things. Yeah. He's, he's taking one thing and making it into it. Yeah. Movie. I would, um, I, I don't think I would be excited to see him do like a Easter Bunny movie <laughs> or, you know, uh, the next Purge movie or something. But it's like Independence Day kind of a thing, like just purely holiday movies. But like these he are does Arbor Day and it's like the happening <laughs> or it's uh, it's uh, who's who's the the Dr. Seuss of oh, the Lorax. But it's like, the Lorax. Our, yeah, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Oh, my God. No, it's just us or uh, yeah. get out. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, the, this movie, um, I think it's a lot of fun. And I'm glad that you realized quickly, like, I don't need to poke too many holes in this and just let the let the spirit wash over you. Yeah. Let the dark Christmas spirit. The evil Christmas spirit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So this is the tail end of our Christmas um, theme for the month. Yeah. Uh, we started off with doing the family stone your pick which is uh equally as horrifying i yeah. think but for different reasons yeah that one is squeamish uh in a cringeworthy way yeah i i mean we really have to ask ourselves like which family dinner would you rather sit at mm. um and sit all the way through is it the family stone where you might die of secondhand embarrassment and cringe <laughs> or is it krampus where you might just die you just real? You might literally just die. Yeah. Or um, you know, your I guess they were just cousins and, and uncles and stuff just saying the worst shit. <laughs> and just it it's essentially the same scene, 
right? Both anchored by a, by a strong actress. We got Tony Collette in this one, and we got Diane Keaton, the head of the houses, mm-hmm. the matriarchs, uh, the, the strong pinnacles of those family. Um, either one. I'm not going to dinner to, to either one of those no, houses. No, these these all suck so bad. <laughs> these families are so terrible. So, like, we can draw so many parallels between both of these movies, even though they are wildly different. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So uh, uh I had this one lined up uh, for a while. Of um, I actually I think ever since we did our last Christmas episode where we did Gremlins. And uh, I was like, well, I'm going to kind of stick to my spooky boy shtick. And next year, I'm going to show Joe uh, Krampus. I mean, there's obvious parallels. Here. Obvious. Uh, one of my main notes was like, Justin loves like a giggling little Christmas demon. Um, <laughs> I do. It, what, what was your childhood like with Christmas? Did you, did you bring kind of like a chaotic spirit to Christmas? No. Um, very, very well behaved. Very uh, well behaved. I... Um... I I only have one sister and she is nine years younger than me. Mm. So for eight-ish years, uh, I was an only child. Wow. Um, you know, pure only kid syndrome kind of thing, just like perfect angel, not uh, super humble, really good kid. Um, wasn't super crazy. And um, it never really grew into that. Uh, chaotic kind of stuff it was just christmas for me was always um just a fun cozy time Mm. we would you know light the fires and the fireplaces or uh you know just gather around and just make a lot of cookies just do a lot of baking it's like a grass is always greener situation like you you yearn for the chaos that these christmas movies represent (laughs) yeah right they see they show me the other side uh, (laughs) uh of the fence i'm just like Oh, that's what I want in my soul. <laughs> no, I think I think all of the Christmas movies we have watched, uh, we've covered four so far: um, Family Stone, Gremlins, uh, Krampus, and A Christmas Story. Christmas and, Story is like way over here. Yeah, I mean that that one's that one's kind of nice, but all of them paint a picture of a little bit of Christmas chaos and kind of makes you appreciate what you do have during the holidays. And so maybe that's what they're there for. I mean, most Christmas movies are sort of the same in that regard, right? Of, yeah. Um, you know, either there's like a longing for Christmases uh, of Christmas past or, you know, um, something is kind of bucking the system in a different way uh, or it's like a I want sort of things. Yeah. So the, the, all of the movies can kind of lump together, even the old ones, you know. Yeah. I mean, the, the Christmas movies that we cover, it's usually like uh, about people or towns that are uh, putting on masks for christmas or truly getting into the christmas spirit it's about how um it being christmas uh essentially um affects what you are allowed to say what you're allowed to do um and in in some cases like going against the christmas spirit or breaking with tradition can be um consequential to the plot of these movies and in other cases you can get sent to hell for it and so that's what we're here to talk about this is the most extreme example of that uh you know what on the one soft pillowy marshmallow side of the of the scale of a christmas story like if you're not good you're not going to get the bb gun that you wanted (laughs) on the other end of the scale if you're not good and you lose your christmas spirit you go to hell (laughs) (laughs) which i think is a good lesson i mean (laughs) It's not a good lesson. It's it's deeply scarring and biblical and terrible. I think everyone should learn it. 
I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, give me some of your uh, first impressions and history and background with this movie. Were you aware that this movie was a thing? I was aware that this movie was a thing. I remember seeing it, seeing the trailer uh, uh, around what, like 2015-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, very creepy. I have the image in my mind of like the goat man kind of like you see a silhouette on top of the roof for the first time and it's like oh fuck yeah uh what is that why is it hunched over why does it look like one of those scary things from the village why does it have chain sounds like the thing from the village and then there's like there's some great shots in this movie mm-hmm. that are like truly scary um when the sisters kind of have hiding underneath the van in the snow and then you know it's he's gonna come down and this is this is a, a pretty um predictable movie in terms of the scares so like i i wasn't very uh focused on that but like there's great shots of like he first lands and then you just see like his hoofs um shuffling through the snow and it's kind of terrifying um yeah so i i knew of this movie i knew it was kind of uh in the same vein as a few other horror slash comedies Mm -hmm. uh that were pretty big in like the the 2010s um and so some some of the parallels that i was drawing from this movie also went to like it and Mm. its sequel yeah um which we were talking about a second ago but like there's obvious like extreme horror uh in those movies but uh it's there's there's a level of comedy to those movies as well sure Um, this one obviously leans a little more into the levity it's yeah slapstick silliness um you know you get that when you have you know adam scott and uh david kirshner Mm -hmm. you know just uh hilarious actors in their own right so they bring some of that to it to the yeah and like i i didn't realize it was the same guy who did trick-or-treat but i can see the connections so much better now like just in terms of like the the filming style the the effects almost are Mm -hmm. similar Um, and the level of comedy of people just kind of remarking on what's happening as it's happening. Like someone's getting eaten and they're just like, what the hell? Like like Adam, Adam Scott, right? Uh He's kind of the, he, he was the comedic one for me in this movie. Right. But it is, it, like you said, it's the deadpan delivery of just like, oh, you gotta be kidding. (laughs) Yeah. Which, which is like the real reaction. Most people would have be like, are you fucking kidding me? This giant jack in the box this jack in the box caterpillar thing Monster? up in my uh attic, attic. yeah <laughs> amazing yeah, yeah. It, it it did not take me long to realize that i can't really treat these people as people there's not going to be a hugely emotional center to this movie although um when everyone's like spoiler alert just like dying uh pretty quickly at the end there's oh, yeah. there's it's... some moments of like oh yeah they're they're kind of sad and then the 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 young son is the last one alive and his parents like tell him that they love him right before they're sucked down into hell through the snow. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Adam Scott kind of has like the um, uh, John Krasinski in uh, quiet quiet place. place. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, go on to that snowplow. That's 10 feet behind. And he just just (laughs) stands here and lets it happen to to him. Um, Yeah. Very, very melodramatic, very heightened. Um, Yeah. But that's Christmas, baby. That's Christmas. It's melodrama. It's melodrama. Yeah. Um, so I uh, do not remember this trailer. I do not remember seeing the poster or anything. But I do remember it being like, 
oh, the guy that did Trick or Treat, he's doing a Christmas movie now. So it's mm-hmm. like, I'm in. Mm-hmm. So that was my only kind of like convincing thing. It was just like, yeah, let's let's watch this spooky Christmas movie about Kramp. What's Krampus? He's like the anti-Santa. Cool. Yeah. So this this was a good um, educational movie in that regard too, to more of the, you know, uh, Germanic, Austrian, uh, Eastern European history of, you know, St. Nicholas and all that kind of stuff. So it was pretty cool. But um, it'd be pretty cool if like little Sam was part of Krampus's little crew. So um, there, from trick or treat. There is an extended scene or a cut scene or whatever. I don't think it made it to the theatrical cut that's on wherever you streamed it from. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's like a shot of like they pan over and show like their leftover Halloween candy mm-hmm. and in the bucket or whatever is Sam's like lollipop. Oh, that's fun. It's so fun. I love it. Fun. You love those little things, those little touches. Uh, so yeah, so this movie was released December 4th, 2015. A good Christmas time, December winter romp. Mm-hmm. The date was originally for like sometime in November, but they pushed it to get it as close to actual uh, Krampusnacht, the night of, of Krampus, which is December 5th. Um, what? Okay, okay. So obviously Krampus is like a separate entity from this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, been around quite a while. What? T- t- tell me more there. What? What is Krampusnacht? Krampusnacht is like the night to celebrate um, Krampus in in the in the streets of uh, of old old the the old country old the mother country. country. Yeah. Uh, there's this celebration where people dress up like Santa and go up and down the street and like terrorize kids and parents and everybody they're like beating on drums and they got little rattler things in their back and they've got their sticks and stuff like that uh-huh. it's it's uh, uh it's dark <laughs> you know there's no like joyous music playing yeah it, it's it looks very you know like satanic and, and super dark and cool well i mean that is essentially what the movie is it's like you you take all the tropes of santa that we know about and he's like kind of turning them on his head and like uh making them a little not a little very evil like even krampus like i didn't notice this at first but he's wearing like a santa suit uh a little yeah bit. he's wearing like a the cloak with like the fur on it the cloak I, with the fur with the fur <laughs> he's got um the coolest looking sleigh ever with like these like mini woolly mammoths yeah. attached to them like are they all just like ram things? they're like ram tauntaun yeah they, they, they do they look like the star wars things. yeah um, yeah, he is like on paper and the way that uh, the grandmother Omi mm-hmm. describes it is like he's the anti Santa. So like Santa is all about, you know, like giving and the sacrifice of giving. Mm-hmm. And um, Krampus is more about taking and punishment. Yeah. And stuff like that. So the 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 lore is that uh, Krampus, like you said, like he the, he and Santa are in cahoots. The bad kids, he scoops them up and, uh, you know, puts them in his backpack and takes them away mm-hmm. to his Leia. I mean, uh, again, like I mentioned it as kind of like a parallel movie in my mind here. Mm-hmm. I was expecting Krampus, the character itself, himself, to be more of like a character in this rather than like kind of like a background like presence. Um, you You watch it and the clown is like horrifying but also like flamboyant and kind of funny and like Mm -hmm. he's like mocking them the whole time and he's like going back and forth with them 
Krampus doesn't really talk in this. Like you, we, we, this is just like where 2023 me speaking where everything is ironic and stuff and we all live on Twitter. But like I, I want a scene where like Krampus is flying and he kind of like flips Santa off as Santa goes and delivers to the 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 nice kids. You know, yeah, I would love. He's to like see- nerd. York. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved to have seen like something like you said, like if he's taking over the world or whatever, and he's like finally <laughs> silenced Santa, like someone's like, I want to talk to Santa. Where's he and all this? And he like pulls him out of his bed, his head. Just and, like, the head. Yeah. <laughs> and then they cut over. It's like a, a flashback scene. And it's uh, he's like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> and then off with his head. Like what? What is Krampus? Uh, again, Krampus is like a goat type of I, for individual. S- right. For some reason, I thought it was like going to be a wolf type situation. Mm-hmm. And so it shows the face and I'm like, wait, what am I looking at? Because yeah. it's like a melted old guy. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so obviously he has like hooves and mm-hmm. horns um like ram horns so he or goat whatever so he is in old like drawings and history books and stuff like that always depicted as some kind of like goat individual bit of a bit of a fawn a fawn type right satyr definitely has a tiny tail and like big furry thighs kind of a bushy tail yeah just and like a big happy trail huge claws too yeah oh yeah Um, giant long fingers um but yeah so he's like you already pointed out too, that he's wearing kind of like desaturated Santa garb, mm-hmm. and also like a mask kind of thing, like a face with like an elongated, exaggerated mouth. But uh, it is a mask because, like, you can see that there's like eyes behind it, he's... and it's and it's like the goat's eyes. Okay, it's that's the... even more terrifying. Yeah, because I I couldn't tell what was happening because the eyes are like obviously super sunken in. Yeah, and like he's not really like moving. And so I was like, is this is his face kind of just like paralyzed and stuff and like into this eternal little scream? That yeah. Doing. So like I think Michael Doherty hasn't ever um, fully divulged like the truth of it. Mm-hmm. But it's like I think he does. He has gone on record and said that like, yeah, it's a mask and like his true face is what you think it is. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Which makes it more terrifying and, and and pretty cool, but like it would have been cool to have like an unmasking and see like this terrifying demon goat <laughs> looking at you, but like kind of having like the mockery of Santa's outfit and that mask face kind of thing is is enough of just like oh it is kind of Santa and that is terrifying. <laughs> yeah, this movie did kind of like go against my expectations in a lot of ways. Like in in the trick or treat episode that we covered. You do have Sam as kind of like a similar omnipresence in that movie as like the spirit of something that's kind of haunting some folks. You do see his face at some point uh, and it's terrifying. Yeah. Um, And there are a lot of like subplots in that movies that do surprise you. But in in this one, I was again, like I was expecting Krampus to be more of like a traditional villain and he wasn't and it was more terrifying for that fact because it seemed like like you couldn't negotiate with him yeah like especially at the end though like when it's like just down to the little boy Mm -hmm. uh and he's like okay just give me my family back and like take me you're thinking like okay maybe the maybe the little kid ends up burning for eternity and then like the family notices he's gone 
but they forget about him or something. <laughs> and no, he's like, no. Nope. He just like starts laughing. He's like, no, you don't. You don't get to do anything. <laughs> they all start laughing. They're like, it's it's already done. Yeah, like everyone's <laughs> dead. Like I can't take that back. <laughs> Straight to hell you go. And so it's like, okay, like he either is the devil. He's working with the devil, and like your crime is you lost faith, <laughs> which is <laughs> biblical in and of itself. It's it so is. biblical. It's also so like. <laughs> I don't want to say like uncalled for, but it's like, how does every household not encounter Krampus at one point or another? <laughs> like, how is everyone in the world not dead a little bit? See, those are the questions you can't ask. I mean, I, I guess it's like, I don't know. We'll get into that. Some of the some of the ending stuff and like, is Omi trapped in a time loop or anything like that? Is she real? Krampus too. Krampus cubed. Um, <laughs> to Kramp. I, I will say uh, we are we are recording live from uh, Justin's household. Does this does this episode count as a, a UCU after bedtime? Because it is very late at night. It is very late at night. It is eleven twelve p.m. Does the time make it after bedtime, or does Ryan's presence make it after bedtime? The mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see where you're going with this. You can speak freely. It is the timing mm-hmm. of it, as well as the location. Because we are at my house, my kid went to bed like an hour ago. Yeah. So it is te- technically after bedtime. Uh, if we recorded earlier this afternoon, like we originally planned, would not have been after bedtime. Yeah. Obviously, she's still awake. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, 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 my kid is the 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 lotus stone. That's the lotus stone there. Nice. <laughs> uh, whichever I, one you go to. I was just gonna say, like, I'm I'm looking around the room. This is the first time I've been here, folks. This is where Justin usually records. I only see like one wall. This is bit. my layer. Yeah. <laughs> like, just Justin's household is not getting visited by Krampus this year. I will say, like, they are they are pulling out all the stops. Yeah, we better uh, don't. It's yeah. lovely in here. I feel like I'm living in a snow globe, but not like at but the not end in of a bad way, yeah. like in a cool way, yeah. right? Um, a uh, couple more things here. This movie had this movie had a modest budget of fifteen million dollars mm-hmm. and a box office of sixty one. Nice, they did pretty good for themselves. Uh, and this is cool. You'll dig this. Uh, creature effects done by Weta Workshop. Peter Jackson, Lord of the Rings. Peter Jack, give it up for Pete. Uh, uh, yeah, very, very physical. Uh, uh, I, I guess I, I'm sure there has to be like some digital stuff happening obviously when krampus is like running on the rooftops and stuff yeah that the uh the gingerbread man gingerbread man definitely but i i wonder if like the close-ups on a lot of like the doll shit is like practical real. yeah yeah right like with like the creature. my the... favorite i'm gonna say it my favorite character the little um the snake Squat. the snake thing up in the attic yeah. uh the what what is the word i'm thinking of joker is he like uh it's kind of yeah just like a clown he's like a jester jester yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that can like open jester up jack his box. face yeah jester jack in the box i think the design of that is so cool he's got like a jack in the box at the end of his little sack body like a snake rattle almost mm-hmm. yeah um and then it was my favorite part in the whole movie we're jumping all over the place um but like <laughs> they're they're kind of like defeating this creepy massive jester thing that's just swallowed one of the kids and he's about to die and then like all the elves come in and kind of save him mm-hmm. and he like starts clapping and then he hugs one of them yeah, and, and it's, it's really so... kind of sweet <laughs> he's just like oh yes it's like this little terrifying monster thing and he's like my friends 
<laughs> They've come for me. Like, I think a movie like this works best when you're rooting for the monsters by the end. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I wish they gave more the monsters or the monsters a little bit more of, um, I don't know, some more proper shrift, you that, know. That was my note. Yeah. Like, I, you, this movie's like a tight, like, hour and a half, mm-hmm. right? Like, 90 minutes. And you don't really get the monsters uh, until, like, maybe halfway through. Because mm-hmm. it it follows somewhat of a structure with, like, the advent calendar kind of showing yeah. what's happening on this day. So you start with, like, the snowmen. But yeah. that's, you know, that it's not like snowmen are actually attacking them. That's more like the Krampus is outside it's doing stuff. Omen, yeah. And then you get, what is it, like, the little bear thing. And that's when the toys finally come and pull the kid up the chimney to his death. And then parents forget about him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's crazy. The 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 with the quickness, the way that the parents dismiss the the, the disappearance of all was, their kids. It was just I, I'm not going to gripe about it because I think that's annoying. I'm like, whatever. But like the, the baby gets stolen and the mom's like it. She forgets about it in like two seconds. She's like, OK, let's let's go. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to grab my other child. Um, what can you do with that? You just you can't really treat it as if these are real people. Uh, and there's like comedic moments obviously happening in the movie that help you get through that. Yeah. Um, like this it, is this is a heightened reality. It all it is all very heightened. And you know, like you said, we're jumping all around, but let's let's reel it in here. Let's get some real uh, We have yet to have an episode where we're not jumping all around, so maybe that's just our normal thing. That's just how we do um let's see we'll do a stopwatch and i'm gonna show you one minute or you're gonna you have one minute to do the plot by the way um it must be in iambic pentameter uh it kind of just sing songy you know like a christmas song (laughs) (laughs) just give me the the plot of the movie uh and three two it's one so uh go okay we uh center on a family in ohio during christmas uh it's a mom dad a son and a daughter the son kind of still believes in santa claus he's kind of a little nerd um even though he's like 12 um the mom's awful uh in-laws come and visit her sister and her family who are horrible the cousins make fun of the son for believing in santa claus so he rips up his letter to santa throws it out into the uh, street. The real crime in this movie is pollution. <laughs> that act kind of is the final straw that loses all faith in Santa and the household. And so they are visited by Krampus, who is the kind of anti-Santa spirit. And he wreaks havoc on them and kills them off with his minions one by one uh, until the little boy is the only one left at the very end. And he kind of like tries to make a deal and he faces off against Krampus. And Krampus is like, no, and drops him right into hell. And then it was all a dream, or is it? It's not. They're all dead. The end. Uh, or are they dead? I don't know. That's I think they are. I think they're. I think they are canonically in hell at the end of this movie. Are they in hell? Or are they in like purgatory? Even the baby, even the dog. Yeah, right. There's no escaping for the innocent. The um, poor dog. <laughs> which I'm glad. You know, you love an off-screen. The dog uh, didn't deserve this. Dog death. Uh, uh, which is totally cool, which is fine. Um, I, I hate animal cruelty movies, uh, and this one's fine. No, I, I, I'm sure the dog doesn't really know what's happening. She's she's like at the end there like, hey, we're all together forever now. Like, yeah. This is actually, this might be dog heaven if it's everyone else's hell. Right, exactly. It's always the opposite. Um, yeah, let's talk about the ending for a second. Um, I 
love the ending so mm -hmm. much because it is the classic bait and switch of like it was a dream um but then they start um it's kind of like a it is kind of like a like a lucid dream mm -hmm. where um it's very glossy he and he gets the the ornament <clears throat> and then he's like wait hang on wait a second and then he doesn't have to say anything but everyone else kind of catches on and it's like really surreal for a second and yeah. then like you back up and they're inside of a snow globe i love this the, i love the ending it's very cool it's very you know we always come back to it it's a very black mirror yes yeah uh it's i i i left out a pretty crucial detail in my thought description which is the grandmother so the grandmother i think lives with the family the dad's mom or is visiting um and she has some she's got some history she's got some beef with Krampus. he's had a run-in before um yeah. uh in a in a claymation sequence we realized that like she had this same thing happen to her when she was a girl and her entire village got 200 years ago got cleaned out back in the medieval times um <laughs> by gingerbread men and krampus left her alive as a witness and he was like as tell a him what you saw yeah yeah tell him what happens when you stop believing in santa which is um, a weird thing as a villain to to do to leave a witness right like, it's very creepy it's sloppy it's kind of sloppy work um, so you'd think the grandma would like, you know, better prepare them uh, a little bit. Yeah. But she kind of drops she the very ball. much just lets it happen. Like uh, once once she realized like shit's going down and they're like trapped in this blizzard and Krampus is attacking them. She's like, yeah, like we got to keep this fire alive. But that's pretty much all she's doing. Yeah. She's essentially she's she makes hot cocoa. She's readying them for death at this point. She's like, there's nothing we can do. Yeah, she's keeping them comfortable, keeping them warm, and yeah. keeping their bellies warm with um with hot cocoa. She's like, he'll kill the children last. Yeah, he'll come for me later. <laughs> um, yeah, she kind of drops the ball. She is two hundred years old, so maybe she's had it up to here. Yeah. Um. Yeah, maybe she's kind of like you know Lord of the Rings cursed. Now that she has seen him, she's like cursed with long life, kind of thing, and she's like, I'm over it. Yeah, let Krampus come. I um, want Krampus origins. Like, uh, show me that story of her uh, through the years. Yeah. So with that, you know, with that, she's experienced this before. Was her whole life in like a bigger kind of snow globe kind of thing? Con Do the concentrics like Russian doll snow globes? Concentric snow globes, uh, or is it? Yeah, like what is the what's the checkbox for Krampus to be like, yes, your family goes in a snow globe now versus I'm going to leave you as a orphan. Here's what I think happens. Um, he his typical M.O. is to leave one person so that they can, you know, spread the good cheer of Santa Claus to all lest they die. Um, and so he did that with the grandma when she was a child, killed all her family and her village. Uh, and he was going to do that to the little boy. What is the little boy's name? I'm sorry. I didn't catch um, anyone's name in this entire movie. I don't remember his name. Probably like Max. Oh, Max. Because they call him Maxi Pad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so he was going to do that to Max at the end of the, the movie because Max is kind of the final girl here. Right, right. Uh, but then Max makes the dumb decision stand up to, to uh, stand up to his bullies. Never do that, kids. Uh, <laughs> take, take, take your beatings and take walk away. Take your beatings. You deserve Tattle. it. Tattle. <laughs> yeah. Get the grown-ups, kids. Um, and so you think this is like a cool moment for Max. Max is really coming into his own. No. 
Grampus and them just start head. laughing at him, and then they throw him into the hell pit with everyone else. He's like, you wanted this. Okay, so that's it. That's yeah. Max, that, Max chose this. If you don't accept your fate and you try to change it, that's what's funny to them. They're like, oh, well, I'm going to just stuff you into this tiny purgatory hell of living this Christmas day over and over again, maybe? maybe. Like, is it a Groundhog Day precursor? Like, we don't know. We don't get to see it, but maybe they do just kind of like go into phases of like forgetting and remembering as they're all sitting around opening presents. Maybe they break out. Maybe they're like real tiny uh, up in his little hell village up there. And it's then a, that's what the sequel's about. It's a tiny escape. Yeah. Um, I I did have a note uh, at the end of the movie when Krampus drops Max into hell. Jonathan was watching at this point with me. Um, <laughs> and it's an elephant point to walk in. He He called it. <laughs> He called it like a, a Nakatomi Plaza fall because it's like <laughs> it's, bad. it's Alan Rickman in um, Die Hard. Oh, we'll have to get side by side screen grabs of this <laughs> and just the slow motion. Oh, I started laughing. It's bad. Um, yeah, because he's he's falling to his death. Um, We're his his um, his purgatory. Of all days to live over and over again, Christmas Day. I mean, that's not Christmas bad. Day with your family. That's a pretty good day to not live over. Not the worst. Over. Maybe Krampus is saving them from the horrors of life. He's yeah. like, you're clearly going through it as a family. Now, now remind me, um, Purgatory isn't a permanent place, right? You eventually get to plead your case, or you get to leave. Welcome back, everyone, to Catholic Corner with Joe. We did. Um, it. We, you bet you didn't think it would be brought back in this episode. Nope. Uh, <laughs> um, if we take a look at our Dante um, mm. uh, and we study the Purgatorio, which is the second book in that divine comedy, yes, Purgatory is something you are guaranteed to leave. Okay, either um, up or down. In the no, always up. Always up. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's weirdly optimistic for uh, something Catholic, but. Um, yeah, so if you die and go to purgatory, they're they're actually called so the souls in each area are called different things based on the area. So like hell is like eternally damned or something. Heaven's like eternally blessed or whatever. If you're referring to them as like a group. Sure, sure, sure. Purgatory the is like the eternally hopeful, I think, Ooh. because they're having a shit time. It's not as bad as like hell, but it's like this kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, we're kind of like uh it's the medium the, 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 the Dante book portrays it as like a, a mountain that they're constantly climbing or something like that. So kind of Sisyphus. But everyone knows that they will eventually get to heaven. Okay. So like there's there's an idea of like this will not last forever. We it's it's very much the Casper unfinished business situation. It's you gotta you gotta ring that out a few more times. It's very much the American social security system, like work till you're sixty-five and then you totally. can retire. Then they keep on pushing <laughs> that back. An end in sight. God's yeah. like, listen. Listen, guys. I can't that last war was whoa, not whoa, whoa. cheap. Yeah, um, somebody's gotta pay it. Yeah. Listen, guys. Um, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the, for the, for the insight. I didn't know that it was always, always up. I thought it was just like, you're kind of just in a holding cell and then till your case is pled. No, it's not like a waiting room. I mean, like you, <laughs> imagine going to purgatory and then they're like, 
Mm, you didn't do good enough here, so you can get. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we didn't have time to get to your case, um, and yeah, you're fucked. Although, who know how? Who knows how time works in like the afterlife or whatever? So, I don't know. It's essentially the whole plot of the Good Place, right? Which I wish you hadn't seen because we could have done that. The Good a... Place, by the way, like if I have to pick an afterlife, I hope it's something like that, right? Like that—that that makes the most sense. Where to there's me. a game system? No, I mean the where they end up uh, with the Good Place. Oh, uh, okay. You watch all the way to the end yeah, of the yeah, Good yeah. Place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when they when they fix it when, when they, they the when system? they like fix it and it becomes more of like you it becomes re, more of like a rehabilitative afterlife. It's essentially, it's, it's essentially purgatory, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then they, uh, this is such a tangent. I I really love the choice at the end of that show to just treat um, moving on as just like such an unknown. Yeah. Like, and there's like such a blessing in that. It's like you just don't know what's going to happen when you walk through this door. Uh, oh yeah, 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 the gate at the um, end, and like that's the most special thing is like dying and still having something unknown because you it's actually a weirdly a curse to know everything. Yeah, as like with um, Lisa Kujo's character of like <laughs> I've been in paradise forever, but I'm so dumb. They're just like their brains are just like melted. Yeah, um, uh, incredible. Um, a couple themes I wanted to talk through here. Um, so I think without some of the supernatural spooky stuff. This movie still obviously works as just a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, you know, the superstorm knocks out the power. Polar opposites of family have to lay aside their differences to kind of come together and kind of keep the family alive. The worst children imaginable. I could not help but stand uh, some of the lines, though. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so these the, the, the two terrible, the horrible sisters. family comes in and there's like two older Twin question mark sisters? Yeah, about the Maybe same. Maybe like a year apart. Um, the dad wants them to be boys, and so they're dressed in like hunting gear and they're constantly like wrestling each other. There's like a deaf mute son um who's like just stereotypical just a pile of bricks kid. Yeah, <laughs> pile of bricks kid. And then there's like a baby, which I thought was kind of like sad and harsh for this whole movie, is like everyone keeps on forgetting that the baby exists. And they're always like, Where's the baby? When you have four kids and that kind of dysfunctional type of family of course that fourth kid's going to get left behind yeah so the at this at this first family dinner when the two girl cousins are like making fun of max for believing in santa their their opening line is we know you still believe in the big fat creeper which i died <laughs> that's a good one yeah i was like okay new favorite characters uh until Conchata Farrell uh, enters the room as the the aunt character, yeah. uh-huh. um, and then she kind of steals. She it steals me. it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Dorothy is. <laughs> I'm old enough to know when life is coming at you with his dick out. Who writes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's such an out of pocket thing to say. <laughs> We're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the one f the f bomb of the movie? I think so. They they dropped a couple F. Did they? I, it's a PG thirteen. It's a PG thirteen. I was wondering what the rating was. It's PG thirteen. The rules with PG thirteen, you can. I think, I may be completely making this up, but you can say "fuck" more than once. It depends on like what you mean okay. with "fuck." Like saying "fuck" as like a sexual act might be way differently than just like saying "fuck." Right. Um. So. Interesting. Uh, Ratings. E- yeah. Uh, eagle-eyed uh, listeners and, and watchers, give give us a note. Drop us a line 
unculturedpodcasters at gmail.com what the answer is. How many fucks are you allowed in a PG-13 movie, and what are the connotations around Google fucks PG-13 yes, question mark? <laughs> if so, and then, like, do a if-then statement. <laughs> if yes equals question mark, number, hashtag. Um, but yeah, without the supernatural stuff, it, it, it would just be just a kind of just a family melodrama of like the conservative yeah uh uh in-laws or uh, whatever family i i did like the second half of the movie better uh, they were because together right like it's a family melodrama for like the first half basically with like some some weird stuff happening outside that they're not really noticing like mm-hmm. obviously this like supernatural blizzard is overtaking the house and blocking them off in another dimension or whatever um, and then the movie really starts to get fun for me once they like go up into the attic yeah. and, and they're <laughs> they're like axe murdering some gingerbread men. Uh, and then the aunt has like a shotgun. Uh, <laughs> she shotguns like a doll and a teddy bear. Yeah. Um, and then the elves come and wreak havoc. Um, it, it really just starts to pick up. I, I wish it was a little bit more spread out, but I guess I mean, that's that's a good element of any horror movie is like there's yeah. some tension there. There's lots of good tension. And like you said, it's essentially kind of like two separate movies, right? It's the melodrama yeah. and then just like the dark creature feature. Yeah. Um, super cool. I also think this is a cautionary tale against capitalism. Question mark. Oh yeah. The entire opening sequence. I, I totally forgot about this until now. is just like black Friday, but make it Christmas uh, at a store. Yeah. Um, the, which you know, obviously we're, we're living in, in a post pandemic world where like, that'll never happen again. That does not happen. Just like storming it's a weird the stores. Time, yeah. A weird time capsule waiting for the doors to open and people just barreling into each other. It and, did feel insane. Like yeah, people like, are like norm and like news, uh, uh, news outlets would cover that. People punching each other in the face over like a toy reindeer, yeah. uh, a little like horse that you can ride. Uh-huh. I was like, no, people would be buying PlayStations on Amazon. Like this isn't a thing. Uh, well, so yeah, so this was 2015. This was before, I guess, the height of Amazon. This was before the, um, uh, I, I guess, still like flat screen TVs were still several hundred dollars, yeah. teetering on a thousand. They weren't as cheap as they are now. What if in like 30 years when they do the Krampus remake, uh, he punishes people for like not doing that. Like we have to get back to our roots of like going out to physical stores fighting and like other. killing each other in the arena of capitalism. A pro-capitalistic movie. And so it's like a family that's like actually very happy, but like they order everything online. And he's like, go touch grass uh, yeah. and also go to go hell. punch your neighbor. <laughs> want more you've want forgotten buy, the buy. true meaning of christmas it is to buy things <laughs> which you know the 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 more commercial aspects of giving are the highlight of christmas obviously mm-hmm. um so that like, i'm sorry this family does not seem that bad to like go to absolute hell they you have a typical like older sister is annoyed by all of this mm-hmm. uh but like in the dinner scene you can see she's kind of protective of her little brother the parents like still love each other, but like they're maybe struggling to make ends meet. And so they don't have time with each other. Yeah. It's really just like the, the lesson here is that if you don't have the time resources or money to present an image of like a perfect family to everyone, you're going to burn for eternity. Well, I mean, it's vanity. Like 
put aside your vanity and be grateful for what you have and be grateful for who you have. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's a common trope with the uh, just Christmas movies in general, right? Um, kind of having to be scared straight, essentially, to like shock you back to reality and appreciate what you have. Um, it's a Wonderful Life, A Christmas Carol, all that kind of shit is, you know, people, bad people doing bad shit have to be shown the error of their ways. Yeah. Um, and I hold on to my theory that the real reason Krampus is here is that the kid threw the pieces of the letter out the window like a psycho. Like, who litters? Right. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't he just set it on fire or just be like, I'm just not going to send the letter? Why Why did he have to be so... It's because he's a weirdo. He's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> Fuck that kid. He should be bullied. He should be bullied. Amazing. Um. Uh. Let's see. Let's Let's talk through some... Um. Actually, no. Before before we get any further, because we're almost, I'm almost out of my beverage. I I have a rather large beverage, and I'm making my way through it. Yeah. Um. What do you What do you got? What are you drinking? I am drinking. Uh. Let me see. Uh. The ingredients here, because Jonathan did make this for me in my shout out Jonathan out house. Shout out Jonathan. It tastes amazing. Obviously. Um. It's two parts gin, two parts cranberry, two parts Cointreau, and one part lemon juice. Uh, we're gonna keep it simple, and we're we're calling it a Krampus. Krampus with a K, yeah. P U S. Krampus. Krampus. <laughs> Krampusy. Krampus. <laughs> I felt disgusting texting that to you the other day. I love that you did. Yeah, I love that you did. Joe said, "I can't wait to see this cast put their entire Krampusy into this," <laughs> and they did. They really did. Um, what do you drink? This is what I'm calling Aunt Dorothy's eggnog. Uh-huh. Uh, it is eggnog with um, cinnamon whiskey and uh, coffee liqueur mm-hmm. sprinkled with some fresh cinnamon and nutmeg on top. That sounds amazing. And it's, it's just spiked eggnog. But uh, I love that scene of her just like, where's the eggnog? I need to get jolly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she says she hates kids, but she, she kind of becomes the cool aunt towards the end of this. And then she gets by dragged, letting them drink, <laughs> dragged off by elves and presumably murdered. Um, She's like, Come on, guys. I'll show you how to make <laughs> cinnamon schnapps. <laughs> just the worst person you've ever met. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just uh, completely but, taking over your Christmas. Yeah. She's a she's a hoot. Um but but almost everyone kind of deserved what came to them in a sense. Obviously the the bad conservative family, sure. Let them have it. Uh the 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 two sisters are obviously bullies. Mm-hmm. We don't stand for bullying. Get out of here. Get eaten by a monster. Yes, despite all my jokes. Um maybe the the only innocence really were uh the baby and uh the pile of rocks kid the 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 pile of bricks kid who didn't say anything or do anything <laughs> he did I'm, I'm not sure anyone really deserved to die um but i do like that this movie kind of went there with it uh it, again like it it reversed my expectations in a lot of ways Good. Yeah. uh in terms of just like you you think it's going to be a comedy uh and uh, it's a survival horror movie and maybe they like 
make it out at the very end and like he, their opening presence in the house around them is like littered and on fire and it's <laughs> kind of funny in that way and instead the last 10 minutes of this movie are just like rapid fire they're all getting picked off one by one which is super cool it's super fun to see it's it's kind of uh like Jurassic Park-esque in a way of just yeah. the group band together, but then they get picked off. Love it. Which was your favorite um, demon uh, monster thing? Um, I remember not super liking the um, the gingerbread men the first couple times I've seen it, mm-hmm. but I think they're hilarious mm-hmm. in, the, in this most recent rewatch. Obviously, the favorite is the Jack in the Box. That thing, that creature is just so cool looking, and it's, it's a cool so design. Unique. Yeah, because it was like small. It started small, but like as it consumes more, it gets bigger. Mm-hmm. And then it's such a cool um, choice to have it like go into the duct system and just creep around the house in that way. This house has the most intense air duct system I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, you live in the Midwest in in a harsh winter like that. You got to have good heating and cooling. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't be fucking around with that. So it's obviously it's big enough to hold a worm creature. Um, that one's cool. The the demonic possessed teddy bear is pretty cool. I love the design of the elves. The elves, the dark elves or whatever, are really mm-hmm. cool. It's just like a ma- creepy mask. Very labyrinth. Very uh, labyrinth. Very labyrinth. Yeah. The last shot of the movie where it's kind of like backing out of the dark cavern or whatever with all the... Um, uh, snow globes and then they all kind of like come in from the sides so i was like that is a labyrinth shot yeah it's it's the one weirdly creepy shot in labyrinth where like they're kind of watching her sleep at the very beginning and they're like talking amongst themselves and stuff and they're just like <laughs> <laughs> hilarious um but yeah so a couple more iconic lines i love um they like go to open the door because like they're getting packages delivered and like the sister answers it but then there's the other package that they go and get and it's like why do rich people get all the good presents i don't know democrats maybe (laughs) (laughs) they're just hilarious it's so weird there was there was a line that tony collette uh says um that i kind of gasped at uh i don't know if it's intentional and i have to look this up so she's talking about like max getting in trouble at school or something or like with they're, 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 they're talking about the neighbors and whether or not the neighbors are gone and she's like they're in florida they're in california oh, yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. and then like we can't go talk to them ever since like the noodle, noodle incident with max do you know what that is no have you ever read calvin and hobbs no okay there's okay so calvin and hobbs a comic about like the boy and his stuffed tiger right uh released in like the 90s um favorite comic of all time um it's it's literally just like about this boy getting up to his shenanigans and there's an ongoing bit over like the 10 years Mm -hmm. that this comic was released where like they never explain what it is but they always like mention the noodle incident as like this insane thing that maybe happened at his school that like caused him to get like the worst attention of all time Amazing. and he's always like it was false allegations like no one could prove that I did. <laughs> whenever anyone brings it up and Hobbs is like <laughs> it's just it 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 made me chuckle um, I'm so glad that that was a thing that you that was like just for Joe just calling something the noodle incident I don't think that can be a coincidence it surely cannot be <laughs> That's amazing. That's really cool. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. It's fantastic. I'll, I'll look it up to see if there's an actual connection there. That's really fun. Uh, yeah, I do love that too because <laughs> Adam Scott's like, 
the noodle incident. <laughs> about it. Um, the 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 leads of Adam Scott and Tony Collette are, I think they're fantastic in this. Yeah. Uh, Adam Scott kind of like riding the the wave of Parks and Rec. Um, I like Adam Scott as a horror guy. He's uh, great as a horror guy, and I love him as a dad. He looks good holding like a revolver defending his family. Yeah, and in a, in a in a cardigan too, just like yeah. a cozy warm cardigan. He's just got good dad vibes. I like it. Cute little, I, cute little package. I mean to quote like Leslie Nope on Parks and Recreation, he's got like a taut little elf body. Yeah. Do you wish I were taller? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Uh yeah, there's one scene like where he turns around and like you can see just his little butt and it's just like, <laughs> yeah, that's that's what Leslie Leslie Nope loves. Uh and then Tony Collette is just a fucking powerhouse. She rules in this movie i mean you can't really go wrong with tony you can't um but yeah uh uh all in all uh, well before we go to some final thoughts do you have any other kind of bits that you wanted to kind of discuss and pick apart no i mean i thought it was a fun movie again it's it it feels very compact in a good way Mm -hmm. uh i i like the different styles that this director is working with because obviously when we watch trick-or-treat that's a very complex russian doll story structure where he's like tying together different narratives in weird ways that you don't even realize and then this one's very straightforward i thought the uses of cgi in this movie were pretty terrifying uh even though like the practical effects are great i i I like it we've talked about this like i like it when like cgi is used as like a compliment rather than like the entire thing being cgi and so like you have the scenes where like the the teenage girls like walking down the street and you kind of see krampus on one of the rooftops like his shadow Mm -hmm. and then she starts running and then like he's following along and then like he'll like do these inhuman like leaps uh from rooftop to rooftop hulk style leaps and it's like his his like really creepy like robes with chains on them are just like flopping all around him and you're just like oh i don't like this and the the sound design with Krampus is is amazing it's all just like hoofs and just like again like he's he's like draped in fabric and chains and so you always can hear him and it's there's there's a heaviness to him. Yes, it definitely gives some some weight to him, and and I think that what's that's what makes him so imposing and, and mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, uh, the 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 title character is you know we already touched on it already of him being more of an idea, more of a presence, and that is scarier in a mm-hmm. sense because you can't understand it. You there's no reasoning with him, there's no bargaining with him. Uh, he's gonna laugh in your face and throw you into the pit anyway, um, which is really cool. Um, and then I love the backstory element. Uh, the even though the the animation style doesn't like super fit. Um, I like there there is animation in this movie. Like which that's is cool. that's always cool. Which is cool. And like and that's kind of similar to to Trick or Treat, mm-hmm. uh, where there's the flashback, but it's an actual filmed flashback. So maybe doing the same kind of thing over, which you know would have been maybe overkill. Uh, of like filming that with an actual person and kind of just hinting at the shadow of, mm-hmm. of Krampus and stuff. But I, I think it was a neat choice to do. So no, I mean, with, with these types of movies that I, I think are weird, like it, it maybe comes off as like jarring to me at first, but then I uh, realize and my thought process is like, 
it's cool that this exists. I'm glad that like this is able to be made and is able to make money. So we just don't have the same old stuff all the time. Yeah. Um, this is a weird fucking movie. It is. Uh, I love the animation style too. It kind of reminded me of sort of, um, uh, the, the three brothers from, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. The, the, the Harry Potter sequence. Yeah. But I, I'm glad it wasn't just like straightforward, like round chair faces. It was kind of like a studios. Yeah. Uh, animation kind of style it's, it's very coralliney cool. yeah very cool dug it uh cool yeah this movie is a fun romp all around i love it so much uh the comedy brings some good levity uh like the gingerbread men and some of the you know david david kirshner and adam scott just providing some great one-liners <laughs> um i would however would have enjoyed a more darker twist more akin to to um trick-or-treat mm-hmm um, maybe not fully into the uh, like anthology style that it did, but like maybe a little more darker tones, a little more serious. Uh, but overall, I think the lightness makes it uh, that much more rewatchable. Yeah. Has, just because it's silly. And has the director done anything else like in this same vein? Like what, what's he been up to? I am not too familiar with what he's done since these movies, but there is talk of a sequel of Trick or Treat. Ooh, yeah, and uh, uh, making smell that... my feet. <laughs> and then the 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 threequel is give me something good to eat. Yeah, uh, uh, he's talking about making that one a hard R movie. Was Trick or Treat not R? It was R, but like yeah. a gentle R. Mm. Okay, so you know, there's doing, blood. Like... You know. We're doing crazy stuff. Yeah. I would have liked some blood splatter in this movie, uh, which would have been cool. Um, Anyway, Joe, so uh, that is the end of Krampus. And now we are into end games. We're going to do something that we've never done before. And I will explain it after the video break. As always, I am terrified. Joe, we're going to play a spooky game. <laughs> that was scary. That was scary. <laughs> There's a bunch of scary stuff happening in those clips. Those scary images. Yeah, for audio listeners, that was, uh, I got some uh, really cool, like, free clip videos from, uh, I think, Pexels.com is where I get those. Uh, the Pexels. I'll, I'll tag the, the video artist in those. Um, a lot of those are from the same one. Very nice. Super cool. Um, Joe, we're going to play, we're going to bring it back to what we did last December with Gremlins. We're going to play the, the game called Does It Cryptid? Uh, but this is the European folklore D&D edition. Oh, We're going to do a light little uh, role-playing thing. That's why I asked you to bring your dice. Um, you tricked me. I tricked you, and you fell for it. Uh, <laughs> you said it was for another reason. Like a chilly boy. <laughs> you fell for it. Um, 
I'm going to hell now. I only have the one set of dice that okay. you brought me, so I'm going to have to uh, give them to you every so often. Uh, so I don't know how this is going to play out. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. Okay. We open on a small town somewhere in the middle of America, northeast, middle, you know, Midwest Macron. America. Who knows? Somewhere in there. You're a young lad who's home alone tonight as your parents have left for a late night church service like they do. <laughs> it's late December and another fresh snowfall has just begun. The pale moonlight floods through the eastern window as you lay another log on the fireplace. <laughs> All is quiet, save for the crackle of the flame. You reflect on your year. I'm going to roll for you, if that's all right. We'll yes, just do please. that. Yeah. Um, Joe, have you been good or bad this year? I'm going to roll this D4. One or three, you've been bad. Two or four, you've been good. Okay. Krampus, I've been good. Ooh. That's a one. That's a no! natural one. You got a, you've been bad this year, Joe. So you're reflecting on your year of uh, uh, maybe you've been not It was so just two puppies. Just two. Okay. I was not going to go that dark. Jesus Christ. Like it was only that one time I stole that kid's lunch money or I, you know, I took an apple without looking, you know, <laughs> just two puppies. My God. Well, uh, you reflect on your horrible year um okay just as you relax into the chair by the fire with a warm beverage in hand the hairs on the back of your neck start to stand up thinking it's just the chill of the season you pay no attention to it but then you hear several things happen at once laughter and scurrying on both sides of your house just outside the sounds of a large lumbering footstepped individual of a four-legged creature on the rooftop and the dry, rusty tolling of small bells from your chimney. Mama? Papa? <laughs> um, I don't have a character sheet for you, so it's just basic whatever. Wait, are we playing D&D? &D? Yeah, you're rolling for perception right now to see if you recognize any oh of these. Uh, uh, let's see. Ooh, 13. I get a plus two perception modifier. Do you? Okay, yeah. 15, fine. I ain't got glasses. <laughs> I got glasses and really good ears. Um, okay, so you know some of what this is. Okay. You recognize the laughter and scurrying around the house outside to be multiple individuals. You know, you know that those are 13 uh, little... Uh, uh, like monster nymphs, okay. uh, the children of the grotesque Grilla. You know that's who they are. The mountain-dwelling ogress who captures and eats naughty children. These are her children. These are her mischievous monsters. You know that you can count, and you think there's 11, 12, and then 13. You know that there's 13 outside. I've faced you again. Yeah, uh, I've faced you once before. Uh, uh, you recognize the sound of the four footsteps on the roof um uh it kind of shuffles just like that one pet cat you used to have several years ago you know that this is the pet of the yule lads uh this is the yule cat that is on your rooftop is that a real thing mm -hmm. oh. you know that this cat comes for you because you didn't get any clothes for this year's holiday you know it's after you <laughs> 
<laughs> Come here, kitty. <laughs> um, Your food? Uh, roll you for um, persuasion. <laughs> Can I gain the cat as an ally in this? <laughs> yes. Uh, Your uh, goes unheard. Shit. Shit. Uh, and the chip. <laughs> bells that you hear in the chimney you instantly recognize even those at 13 but with your plus two modifier mm-hmm. your really good ears and your deep history of the lore uh you know that that's krampus it's krampus krampus he's come for you oh no so, the anti-santa krampus a cat and 13 little elves are stalking me yeah um so a little bit about you um yeah, what are my you're, weapons? What are my powers scrap, here? You are scrappy and resourceful. Okay. Um, two Christmases ago, you got a bow and arrow, a little practice one, mm-hmm. uh, uh, like a Nerf one, but you've been secretly making um, like bow and arrows for yourself. That's not a good sign, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're a bad kid. You've, you've <laughs> not been having a good year. Um, you have sounds like i don't have a lot of parental one-on-one time or guidance yeah all right you're praying for you in church right now (laughs) um you have 60 homemade uh some shoddy uh than uh, more shoddy made than others uh more piercing bows but you have a plastic uh bow and arrow all right uh uh, that's your ranged thing um but you also have your uh uh, meaningful grandmother's snow globe mm-hmm. as well uh, for your melee. <laughs> that I can you have. break it and it becomes sharp. Or it's just a blunt beating weapon. Okay, yeah. Um, cool. So uh, I already rolled for their initiative. I'm keeping the Yule Lads together, all 13 as one. They're going to uh-huh. act all together, uh-huh. uh, but in groups of four. The Yule Cat uh, is... Uh, one thing, and then Krampus, and your initiative three. You're going dead last. Okay. okay. Is everyone in the room at this point? Uh, no, they're outside on the roof and in the chimney. You're oh, inside. Okay. okay. Yeah. But you are last to act. Good. Great. Uh, scope so, them out. So the first four Yule Lads attack first. Uh, the Sheep Coat Clawed, Gully Gawk, Stubby, and Spoon Licker. <laughs> are coming for you. Uh, let's see. What did I put your armor class at? Oh, I put you at 16. What is my health? 50. <laughs> oh, damn. All right. Um, uh, 12, that's a miss. Uh, so uh, Spoon Licker, he licks spoons, and he has a couple left over. He hurls them at you, and they miss. Uh, they go by the wayside. You're able to duck pretty quickly. Stubby, he's just short and steals food from frying pans. Uh-huh. He tries to throw... Uh, some of uh, uh, yesterday's fried potatoes at you to kind of like get the grease in your face. Uh, and again, you're able to kind of just like, whoo, turn up, turn it away. Little asshole. Um, yeah. Uh, Gully Gawk uh, kind of just like fumbles over his uh, uh, buckets of cow milk and uh, the sheep coat Claude um, uh, tries to like spook you with some, some sh- shorn sheep stuff and it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin. Uh, yeah. Can we just like pause? You're really good at this. Like I'm having a great time. I watch a lot of Dimension 20. You do the Dimension 20 thing? Okay, keep going. I watch a lot of this. Uh, uh, the Yule Cat is next to act. Um, so they are on the roof. Okay, so the first four Yule Lads kind of like broke through one window mm-hmm. at once. And they tried that and they they had their misses. Wait, are there Lads and a cat? 
Yeah, there are 13 lads outside, a cat on the roof, and Krampus and the... The cat is with the lads. Okay. Yeah. Okay, they're they're all related. I right? got you. Yeah. Uh, the Yule cat is on the roof, and he's going to try and he's going to move down uh, to the front door to try and come in and paw his way in. <laughs> Scratch on the door. But it's a really big cat, so he can't hear. <laughs> and... Um, Oh, he he doesn't get in, um, uh, which is fine. He's going to just ready an attack for his next round. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, and Krampus is also going to uh, withhold his next round. So you are next. So there are the four lads inside. There are still uh, the remaining remaining uh, uh, nine outside. Mm-hmm. The Yule Cat at the front door, you can hear pawing, and you can still hear Krampus in the chimney. What do you do? I use vicious mockery on the Yule Cat, uh, <laughs> and I say no. No, bad kitty. No, bad, bad, wrong, wrong. And I say I have a water bottle in here. No, um, and in the that's not a spell attack, right? Uh, a what attack? That's not a a spell casting attack. Um, it's just a vicious mockery is like a bard thing. Uh, it really depends on like what type of character I am. Uh, I imagine I don't have any spell slots, right? That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have a bow and arrow with me. You're saying? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I'll give I you would... two attacks. You can have two, two, two attacks this round. Okay. I would like to use the rule of cool and see if I can shoot an arrow that uh, will um, pierce through multiple of the Yule lads that are with me in the room at okay. once uh, okay. if I can get them all in a row. Okay. Um, uh, uh, okay. So they're all four in there, and they're kind of like attacking at you wildly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll say that since they came in the same window, they're probably all about pretty close. And you know, you're a skilled ranger attacker; you can kind of maneuver in a way to try and shoot them all at once. Yeah. Uh, oh, that uh, that just barely hits. Their armor class is eight. That was a nine. Uh, so that hits, and uh, they only they have very little HP. Um, <laughs> So, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, so you hit them for uh, six points of, of damage. So you kind of like do in the first two, you get them with the first stick, but the last two kind of like just kind of get knocked back. Yeah. They're still up and standing. So uh, there's 11 left. Yeah. And uh, I said that there's more where that came from. <laughs> so why don't you fuckers bring it? And okay, so they they hear that and they kind of scuttle to themselves in like Icelandic or whatever. Yeah, I I ready a few arrows in the fire. I heat the tips of them so that they are burning. Great, I love that. Great. Uh, uh, all right. So it's top of the order. They're gonna go again, and ooh, that is gonna hit. So the second group comes in through the other window. This is pot scraper, bowl licker, door slammer, and uh, a skier uh, gobbler. Uh, Skier Gobbler, uh, is the one who likes to eat up all the Icelandic yogurt. Uh, so he's going to kind of just like projectile barf at you. Um, uh, and that is going to hit and you're going to get dealt, uh, three, uh, three points of, uh, poison damage. Um, no big deal. Shit. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Uh, and, uh, let's see, Bowl Licker, he's going to... Uh, huck a bowl, an empty, like ceramic, handmade heavy bowl uh, at you and is kind of going to hit you in the head uh, and give you um, uh, six more points of damage. Mm-hmm. 
So you're down nine. Um, no big deal. You're still up and running. You got 50. Yeah. You're good to go. Uh, Yule Cat, uh, oh, has been viciously mocked uh, and is kind of just kind of <laughs> kind of hiss no. at you. No. no. Yeah, kitty. Off. Uh, Down. Kitty's going <laughs> to uh, go into your backyard and kind of just like fuck around and just kind of like decides it's not worth it if it's just going to be insulted. It's good. It's good boy. Kitty's not going to take it. Kitty's just going to go in the backyard and kind of just shit in your backyard yeah. <laughs> and all your grandmother's petunias and I'm stuff. feed them later. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, Krampus is going to uh, make a move. He's going to slide down and he's going to uh, hurl some chains. He's got a, a chain as a, as a ranged attack. Is he in the chimney? He uh, is kind of like coming down the chimney. Okay. Uh, but you said you 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 readied some some arrows, some That's flaming arrows. arrows. Yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming there's somewhat of a fire in there. Yeah. Uh, uh, you kind of just put on a new log so it hasn't quite caught all the way yet. So yeah. he's not all the way down. He's kind of hanging down and he's going to try and like hurl a little bit and he missed okay. uh, with a nine. Uh, so now your turn. Okay. I uh, turn to the bowl liquor um, little lad, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and I say, before your brothers die, they told me that they thought that you were a fucking joke. What kind of parent names their child bowl liquor if they have any sort of respect <laughs> for the babe in their arms? You should just end it now. <laughs> You <laughs> and he says, "Hey man, just cool it. You know, we were just trying to have some fun here. If you want to die with any sort of dignity, you'll take yourself out and as many as these would-be tormentors with you." He's like, "You, you guys. He is really mean. <laughs> I don't need to take this anymore. My my therapist said I should do better, and I'm while, going to do better." While he's distracted, I grab a flaming arrow from behind me and stick it up his nostril. Um, uh, describe to me what comes out the other end with your flaming yeah. as you. You know that scene in Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace, when Qui-Gon is trying to get through a metal door with his lightsaber and he's just like pushing it straight through and slowly but surely like the door just starts to melt just from the heat. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's what's happening with this arrow out the back of this little elf's skull. Great. And so it like kind of starts glowing a little bit and you can see things start melting and then all of a sudden it just like reaches a point where like I break through and then it's like brains. Yeah, the the heat as it goes through his nose, uh, you see his eyes like start to like melt yeah. uh, down his face. Yeah. Uh, and, and then like you said, it's starting to get glowed warm orange up here as it pierces through. Mm -hmm. uh, seeing that uh, the, the remaining two from this window and the other three from this window flee. Mm -hmm. So there are um, five left, two, four, five, uh, six left uh, that have yet to come. But um, yeah, their their numbers are looking pretty pretty bad. Okay, They're great. Sharp. Are there any weapons that they have on them that I can maybe grab? Uh, let's see, uh, pot scraper. Well, you're kind of you you already have your your I've bow got my and snow globe. Yeah, you're full. You can't you can't grab any more. Okay. Um, and it's all their stuff is sticky. You don't want their stuff. It's sticky. Um, all right, Yule Cat. Why is it sticky? <laughs> They're little mischievous shits. They're Yule lads. They're co one's covered in yogurt. The other one licks stuff. Like they're sticky. I'm gonna need a, a picture of this later. <laughs> yeah, they're these are all like very real cryptids, um, <laughs> or just like 
traditional kind of storytelling things. Uh, the cat is now is out because you have mocked it and it insulted the cat more than anything. It's embarrassed, and so it's in the backyard trying to pretend like nothing happened. Yeah. Uh, uh, Krampus is going to take another swing at you with his chain. He's going to take two swings at you with his chain. Uh, the first one misses and the second one misses real bad. He's getting pissed off because mm-hmm. uh, he can't quite come down into the fire yet or down to the through, through the chimney yet because mm-hmm. now that second log that you just put on is starting to build up mm-hmm. a little bit more. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, back to you again. Back to me again? Yeah. Are there any uh, lads in the room around me? There are not. Okay. The cat is in the backyard. The other six lads have yet to act. But you can still hear, hear them scuttling outside, and you know Krampus has tried to attack you. They can come as soon as they're ready. Um, I'm going to break up the chair that I was sitting on and add it to the fire, baby. We're having Krampus tonight. <laughs> Great. I love it. Uh, that is a good move. Um, uh, he's going to roll with disadvantage at the next at the next time. Yeah. He he's like, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, that's hot. Stupid asshole. Stupid ass. Uh, all right, the the last six, uh, three from one window, three from the other, are going to come in and kind of avenge their brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, they miss uh, door sniffer, sausage swiper, window peeper, meat hook, and candle beggar <laughs> come in. Uh, oh, that's only five. Okay, so there's just five. I miscounted. Five. Um they come in and they like trip over um, uh, the urine from the the fear uh, and then the the excrement on the other side from the two that you've murdered uh-huh. uh, or the three that you've murdered rather. Yeah, they kind of come in and they slip. They try to like hurl things at you. Uh, they uh, sausage swiper throws a, a rancid uh, uh, brat at you, but it goes astray. Uh-huh. A candle beggar throws like a really like hardened steel candelabra at you but it like like flutters out of his hand and kind of like skates to your foot uh and and meat hook These guys are losers <laughs> yeah meat hook uh, uh impales himself with his own meat hook and okay. he, he is dead um so there are just uh four left yeah of those guys uh cats out krampus is gonna uh try to kind of come down uh on his own but um uh, uh see that's disadvantage he uh he doesn't make it uh he he's on fire now okay uh, by his own uh hubris he's okay. trying to come after you now it is your turn okay. uh, you got krampus in your sight but he's on fire and you've got uh four other yule lads two on either side okay while the uh yule lads are kind of stunned i'm going to go around really quick to the three that i have killed gut them Take out their intestines, tie them together as rope, tie up the Yule lads, uh, because they're like small, right? They're yeah. kind of small. Okay, I'll uh, like s- stack them up on each other. Okay. You can make me roll. I'm gonna I'm gonna make I need some dexterity here yeah, uh, with tying the intestines. Dexterity to have them just like stack up on each other, like stomach to back for uh okay. on top of each other. Yeah. Yeah. Uh okay. Okay. With a thirteen, um, I say that you 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 barely get to do that. Okay, so they're like they're doing like these little like squeal thingies. They're kind of just like, uh, <laughs> but they're they're kind of tied up with intestines right now. I stack them up like a like a uh, like a Jenga grotesque, tower essentially. Grotesque stack of pancakes. Great. I stack of pancakes. Perfect. I aim them at the fire, so they're like looking forward at the fire. Then I like climb up and just do like a 
pound uh, right down on top of them. And so the air rushes out of all of their lungs at once, like a big, huge bellows, creates a large fireball okay. that I would like to use to attack Krampus right now. Okay, yeah, because he's still like on top of the fire. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say some uh, athletics there, and that's a nat fucking 20. Yeah. You do all of that with yeah. gusto. I think I just break a spine each as yeah, I go it is down. Yeah, Mortal Kombat style fatality of just like... <laughs> Down. katana wins and the uh the the rush of air and uh -huh. <laughs> like refuse and whatever from their stomachs kind of just like ignite the flame yeah um where uh, uh krampus is, is near to on top of and just lights him up even more he was already on fire but like uh, his drapes were just barely the, his bottom of his cape. And like, uh, as I'm jumping, I'm like, he's engulfed. I'm like, do you feel the Christmas spirit yet, bitch? And then I like land on them all. Yeah. Give them a second blow. No, no, no. This is, this, oh, this as, is as, as it's happening. the first yeah. one. Great. Yeah, okay, we're so flashing now, back. Okay. So uh, all those lads now have their spines. The ones who were alive still are uh, spines have been snapped with that nat 20. I don't think they're alive. Yeah. Um, they're, they're super, super dead. Uh, and uh, Krampus is um, engulfed in flame. Uh, uh, that is a two uh, on a, um, what would that be? Probably just a, a dexterity save or a constitution save to like try and put himself out. For Krampus to put himself out. And he cannot with that two. Um, he kind of stumbles around and like runs into the fire some more. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and he's going to like wildly he's wearing that cloak he's going to yeah with a two he's going to try to wildly like try to attack you but he can't see because his hook like bounces off something else and hits him yeah he's he's just blinding you know throwing shit around trying to hit you he can't he runs into I the pull fire out a and cigarette and i light it on him and i like just like watch him with your turn again you get uh two more attacks again to finish him off i pick up my snow globe smash it down on the bricks on the fireplace so that it's just um shards of glass on it and uh, like whatever fucking castle is inside of it 13 you take seven points of damage because you cut your hand that's even cooler yeah i'm like bleeding i look i look him in the eye and then i'm like not today <laughs> I shove it into his face and it presses like through his mask, like into his eye holes. Mm -hmm. And then I let him fall backwards with a snow globe embedded into his skull. Uh, Did okay. I get to do that? I'm going to see if he falls. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, a one. He's going to fall into the fire. Uh, a two or three on either side or four. He's going to fall back. Uh, four, he falls backwards, not okay. into the fire. That's fine. Uh, so he, but he's still engulfed in flame. Now he has some shit in his face, and uh, let's see, uh, he's he's all out. Uh, death saving throw, uh, twelve. He passes. One, he fails. Oh wait, uh, with a one, you get two, right? You get two yeah. deaths uh, or two misses. Uh, Fifteen. Jumanji. Ooh. I'm going to narrate what happens. Okay, so yeah. uh, that was his last death saving throw. Um, you see uh, he kind of does um, 
the the obi-wan where you kind of see him just kind of slink down like his body kind of pushes down and he becomes just like uh-huh. the pile of his clothes uh-huh. um and you're kind of dumbfounded and bewildered you're like where did he go i know i i know i killed him <laughs> yeah just out of breath your hand is bleeding there's yogurt you, you kind of like try to uh, not slip yourself in some yogurt mm-hmm. um but you're like where did he go i know like he was on fire like i i you know uh, uh stabbed this thing through his face like there's no coming back from that but he disappeared somehow where did he go um uh outside uh you hear the cat scurry off uh down down the street down the lane uh, as you hear your parents as you hear your parents drive up um uh they come in uh and they kind of see the mess and they're kind of they're like joe are you are you all right what happened are you okay but like what's what's all the mess like did someone break in here what happened oh i'm i'm acting this out yeah yeah you left me alone i'm a 10 year old boy and some burglars broke in, and I think I killed one of them. You see your dad looks over to your mom to be like, burglars came in, honey. And she goes, I, are burglars in this neighborhood at this time of year? It's Christmas. But look at the yogurt. Don't you see the yogurt? Look at the yogurt, honey. There's yogurt there. And your dad, um, yeah, you see he goes, uh, um, like quietly to himself, be like, not this year. And then he looks up at you and he's like, he'll come for you yet. And then you hear the jingle bells of the chains off into the distance and like a soft, uh-huh. start to kill my parents next. The end. <laughs> As you still clutch your fist behind you with blood, you're like readying for another attack. And you're like, my parents are in on it. Just see. <laughs> my goodness that was uh desert cryptid eastern european folklore <laughs> dnd edition <laughs> i've never done that before we've never done that before have you have you never played dnd before i've never written a whole thing and planned any of that out like i've never done that before that was very fun. fantastic that was fun how many how many options did you have if like wh- what if i was good at the start of that what would have happened the same thing would have happened same thing uh the big note that i had at the bottom was just improv baby (laughs) (laughs) so we did it i I like where i ended up on that one you did really good i wouldn't mind revisiting that scenario in like future movie scenarios i don't know yeah we'll we'll see what happens with krampus's revenge this Uh, is gonna be our longest episode (laughs) an hour and a half we're an hour and a half deep oh god that's what that was the cameras every 30 minutes so we're an hour and a half deep um joe that was super fun super great very fantastic uh krampus is fun he's very real or real in some people's minds just as real as santa claus the easter bunny and jesus you know uh uh, they all get together and 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 hang out but this movie was fun um do you want to kind of tease out as we close out 2023 another full year under our belt of doing this podcast or actually our first full year doing this like a full calendar year yeah um thoughts and highlights and what are you excited for in 2023 what are you i i think we've struck a nice balance between themed mini series uh each month 
versus kind of wild card months. Uh, so I'm excited for us to cover a wider range of movies uh, in the new year. Um, speaking of which, it sounds like January, we're going to have a very special month for one of our favorites. We're going to cover um, two movies in the filmography of a particular actor. Uh, one, Mr. Tim Curry. Timothy James Timothy Curry. Timothy James Curry. Um, you know him from Muppet Treasure Island. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to kick off January with uh, the Joe pick that is um, the 90s Three Musketeers. Yeah, we talked about this in a previous episode. During, actually, it was during uh, Muppet Treasure Island. Yeah, you said you know how much you loved him in that role, but I'd never seen it. Uh, that's one of the 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 few Tim Curry movies I haven't seen. It's gonna be a fun time. We're gonna we're gonna have a lot of sting talk. Uh, <laughs> sting I, already, I already teased this sting station. Yeah, we're, uh, we're gonna talk about Chris O'Donnell culture. <gasps> Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. Oh my God, Robin himself. He he looks real good in this movie. Dick. Oh wait. Uh, Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson. Love it. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah. So 2024, we're going to try new things. We're going to try and focus on every month, look at either a, uh, actor or director, uh, or like cinematographer, composer, just, just kind of open up a the consistent thread between the two movies that we yeah, talked kind about. Of open up, uh, the, the focus, whereas before it was more like themes this time, we're going to put it around a person and then we'll probably explore television and music yeah. next year. I want to do, uh, as well as a potential name change. I think the, I think we've outgrown the uncultured cinematic universe, uh, especially as we talk about getting into TV and music. Um, so more details to follow, but, uh, uh, yeah, that was the uncultured cinematic universe, uh, talking Krampus, check us out wherever you get your pods casted, uh, and check us out on Instagram at UCU podcast. You guys, this is great. It's 1220 AM on a Saturday. Joe, it's so late. Gotta go out of town and it's going to be so much fun. He's going to the Midwest. I have to drive 12 hours in six hours. Oh, my God. Uh, Thank you guys so much. And uh, catch us later. Love you.